0: You're the first guest we've had who didn't know that they were going to be on the podcast. Like, we brought you, we brought you in the room, Welcome. sat you in the chair. That's awesome. That is, I, I it's funny because I have the word presupposition here. I said, make sure you tell Ronnie, like, because I think I know you better than I, you're one of the few people we've had in here who I really think I know you better than I know I know you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm probably going to make a lot of presuppositions about you. Awesome. And so you, I wanted you to, I says, Make sure you tell them to course correct me <laughs> when I say stuff about you that's not true.
1: Okay, will do.
2: And I don't know you at all, so
1: I'm gonna turn off my phone. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: You I don't even have. To, just there's no can, rules in, in here. Uh, you can leave your phone on if you it want to it. Oh, where to start?
1: Um, is this how we start normally? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Just, just start rolling. <laughs>
0: Um, there's been it. there's been intense criticism that the show um, doesn't have a formal start or doesn't have like a jingle. Who's, who says that? And um, we want the show to be more like your eavesdropping for the listener. Voyeuristic. Um, sometimes I do introduction today. I'm going to do a little bit of one. Just um, We have Kara Hipskin in here from the publishing department. Um, her boss who's in charge of oh, everything the world sees about CrossFit Inc. is out on maternity leave or – what the, what yeah, did he you
3: can call it maternity, paternity, something I like that. I mean, this that. isn't
0: going to publish for a few days. Just say it, care.
3: He'll be out today.
0: Uh, his wife had a baby. Um, Eric Maciel's here. He um, makes sure the mics work, and he chooses camera angles. There's four cameras in here. We publish to Apple and to the YouTube. And the Journal. And the Journal. And this is um, Matt Bischel. He is the head of CrossFit social media. And Ronnie Teasdale is here former regional athlete, former affiliate owner. And um, I want to give you a title now, like uh, Renaissance Man Explorer, Social Experiment, Connoisseur, Mm -hmm. Entrepreneur.
1: I like that. Thank
3: you. (laughs) Is that fitting?
1: (laughs) No, X Um. out the entrepreneur part, though. I feel like I'm far away.
2: Could be a little bit bit closer.
0: And... Since the since the beginning when you've been involved in CrossFit, I've been fully intrigued by you. I think it's because like I I live vicariously through you, and I think like maybe parts of my life have been the way I think your life is. There was a section of my life that is like your life mm-hmm. that I've since left, maybe not left, but migrated, evolved, taken, flown south from. And now, and now I can see on your Instagram. When I was living that life, there was no Instagram. There was like really no internet. And now I can see you like kind of like doing life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and and Matt does social experiments too, albeit short ones. He did a.
2: I <laughs> there's it's like mixed duration.
0: <laughs> he did he did a short so, domains, social social experiment. So I just want to start like at the beginning. <laughs> the begin yeah the beginning. Where were you born? from my mom's vagina like
1: everybody. Lakewood, California. Oh, Lakewood.
3: <laughs> now, right okay, now what you were saying earlier is make a say. I got it. I got you. I get mean, you. That isn't
0: that an answer That's that I would give. That's not answer yeah, for sure. Really for Where sure. are you from? My mom's vagina.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please be, tell me you, you heard me brothers. say that.
0: I know it's amazing. Is that your sister? Yes, yeah, she came from my mom's vagina too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lakewood, California. Is that in Southern California? Yeah. And um you're of what descent? What ethnicity are you? 50% Filipino and then my father is German, Irish and Dutch. Okay. And you have a you have a you have amazing skin. You have an amazing body. Um you're like uh like you and Brooke and have kind of like the same body. Like I'd I'd take your body with my head and my dick. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. You have to be loyal to those two things. Right. I think you have great hair. Thanks. That's what I admire most. Um, so your German-Filipino, where where did they meet? Was it like a war setting or military or? An amusement park. Hmm. No shit. Which Magic one? Magic Mountain. Wow. Yeah, which is now called
2: something else. Six, Six Flags. Flags? Six Flags. Yeah. 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 Wow,
0: I didn't even oh, know that. I, I thought it was Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's in
2: uh, Valen- Valencia. Mm-hmm. California.
0: okay so you're you're California native, right, so my mom was born in Hawaii, my dad was born
1: in Michigan and they met here in California, but
0: then I grew up in Michigan. we oh, moved there yeah. when I was two or three okay oh. and you um are and do you have siblings mm-hmm I'm the oldest, one brother, two scissors. are you still in contact with them yeah of course you guys you guys do Christmas are you anything are you like Jehovah's Witness you don't do Christmas or mm, when I was
1: in fifth grade I convinced my family to quit buying each other Christmas presents uh, the holiday thing the birthday thing
0: never really resonated with me <laughs> even in the I fifth grade <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, Kara doesn't right? have a boyfriend though. <laughs> uh, anything she oh, just says, yeah, put that out yeah there first. she doesn't do presents and she doesn't have a boyfriend. Well, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm married and we don't really do presents. So, but, but he did up until that point. <laughs> 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 okay, so in fi- wh- how how did you stumble ac- across that idea of um, not exchanging gifts on the holidays? In the fifth grade.
1: To me, well, I was the oldest, right? So I was getting shafted with like my younger siblings giving me whatever. So I think it might have been a purely selfish thing, but it just makes way more sense. These, these gift-giving holidays or just holidays in general, the whole, the whole system of society is the opposite of what I feel is correct. So I see remnants of it when I was a child, just like little sprinkles, not being able to explain to myself why I was the way that I was, but just always being different. Uh, So I'm 35 now. I've got a lot of it figured out, but even more of it I just have questions about, which is cool. I like having unanswered questions.
0: Like for every question you answer, three more doors open where you don't have answer
1: yeah i have this thing where i actually don't like pairing answers with questions i think it kills both of them when you do that hmm. pairing what's answers an example of that with questions well just take any question if you put an answer to it there's no reason to ask the question anymore
2: so answer a question with a question i think
1: that the human mind always wants to put an answer with a question right it's a it's either black or white or yes or, or, or no, or right or wrong. And I think that that's just not how reality works. Mm. I think that there's many truths to, to everything. And it's even just this concept is hard to put into a singular sort of language. Right. But everything that I look at, I see, I see it through many different windows and a lot of them contradict each other, and so to hold all that in your mind is a little bit weird. Yeah. So sounds so, crazy. Well, so me to, just, ho- to
0: try to hold it all in your mind, it
1: makes me not
0: follow any rules. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Uh, is that a Taoist? Is that a Taoist idea? This, um, you know, Lao Tzu said, "What is the difference between yes and no?" Is this? Do you read? Do you read Taoism? Do you know Lao Tzu? I haven't studied that.
1: Uh, Taoist philosophy is sort of. Sprinkled in everything, though, right? Right. I don't remember things when I read books. They kind of go into my brain and disappear into <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I have a really hard time remembering authors or any like even the titles of books or where I it's but they
0: pop up.
3: The, the concepts stay in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're ex- you have you have a great memory around human movement and 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 and, and motor recruitment patterns and. um how to move your body and how to show other people how to move their bodies.
1: I was a good teacher, I believe.
0: Were. Was.
1: I got you. No, <laughs> I, I am teacher. But. When when when
0: when when is the um when is the last time you taught someone how to ride a unicycle? Do you teach someone every day? How to ride a unicycle? I get emails a lot, but.
3: We have a couple of those floating around the office somewhere.
1: Whoa, and then just like in instant time, there's a picture of me on a unicycle.
0: The internet. <laughs> Eric was getting it before you even thought about it. Wow.
3: Eric
1: knows. You know who has? I loaned a unicycle to Andy Patranic.
0: Okay. Uh, He's not too old to ride a unicycle?
1: Former owner of Cross at LA. And I, and I convinced him to buy a, a better unicycle. So he just got that in the mail last week.
0: Well, uh, what's? I have two unicycles. I I haven't um, actually traveled more than like six or seven feet Mm -hmm. but what would make a um, let me ask you this first of all people have told me that the one with the bigger tire is easier to ride is that true
1: you mean fatter tire or no
0: uh, sorry taller the larger diameter I think
1: if you get around 20 to 24 inches that's fine but if you have the small one so if you go really small or really big it's definitely harder
0: Okay. And then what would make one unicycle better than another unicycle? You said you encouraged Andy to invest in a better quality one. Is it the metals, the, the materials? the? It's it's the seat. Oh, yeah. So I have a lot of
1: unicycles. <laughs> I'm looking at it. You're a right fucking different hoarder. Different
2: I never <laughs> expected that.
3: <laughs> you got their off-roading. It's like
2: an
1: armada. So my biggest one isn't even on here. I have one that's a little bit bigger than this one, taller that I could ride about as fast as anyone can ride a bike. Not like crew like like a cruising bike speed I can cruise on my unicycle. But uh yeah, you can see there's just just differences. These have brakes and then this one's like a crappy one off Craigslist. These two.
0: How come we haven't seen any videos of you like eating shit on it? Did you have videos of that?
1: <laughs> uh one when I was very when I was learning this guy, and I was in uh, Montgomery Woods, just off road, and I oh, didn't, maybe I did see that. one. I didn't know how to go down hills, so I fell backwards on my elbow. That do was you it.
3: Do, do you do like the parkour type stuff, like hopping off rocks and?
1: No, like I don't. Chest? I. Do they uh, have that for unicycle? Yeah, it's yeah. so gnarly. They can hop on this table. It'd be the easiest thing for them. Just they'll they'll ride on uh, on like <laughs> a line rails. Railing.
0: Oh, it's we crazy. have to talk about Slackline. I think okay. there's some heavy shit there. Okay, sorry. So do you do you have a dwelling? Do you have a place where you call your um, home? Like do you have shelter? Yeah. Right now I'm living in West Hollywood. And is that the place you've been for the last 10 years? Four or five. And is that where these unicycles are?
1: Most of them. I have storage also.
0: Okay. But yeah. You have storage? It's It's... Just given to me. Okay, don't this judge. Just Don't judge.
1: Is, it. Don't judge. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> in LA, this stuff—it's important. We don't have a lot of space.
0: I know. It's I just—I I see you as just being free from these, like. So the reason why I have storage is because I was putting all
1: my stuff in there, and I was going to leave society uh, last year. And then four days, I was already putting myself in storage and selling all my things. And four days before I was supposed to go, I met. A girl, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like that though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I've already built a whole story right, around right. it. You, you have, have a lot me. of unfucking to do. You have I, to I wouldn't good uh,
2: <clears throat> like.
1: I wouldn't change major life plans for a girl for that reason. Right. Okay. But uh the girl that I met was starting a project called the Human Network so i actually canceled all my plans and i stuck around for this it's a it's a non i'm now co-president of with mm-hmm. her and yeah it's a
0: nonprofit. been sort of working on is that rainbow real right there in that picture how would it be fake you know it filters you know your social media what guru is, filters. what
3: is what's the mission <laughs> of the what's the project
0: we
1: keep on changing the direction so what i say now might be different but essentially, we're trying to set up systems for people to participate in that's going in a sort of like the new direction of society that I see it's going in, which is more of a collaborative effort of humanity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're trying to build a system for people to collaborate with each other better. So right now, we're really focused on pairing up mentors with people that need mentoring. And I think that's the direction we're going. Before we were going with some really huge concepts that might take many years to develop, but we're going to start with this building some sort of system for mentors to of any type to get connected to people that need help. Like and,
0: like big brothers for for anything.
1: Yeah, because this is this is the future. This is the society that we want, where we all sort of help each other out and thrive as a 7.5 billion member family—that's
0: what we have on the planet now, something like that. Wow, it's definitely north of seven. Ronnie, you're in this space that, um, if I if I may be so cavalier, that I was—I I feel like I I've been in, or that maybe I'm still in, and I try to hide from everyone else knowing I'm in this space, and. Um, how do you keep out? The, I feel like that space has a lot of lunatics in it, or um, maybe lunatics isn't the right word. Distractions in it, like, um, like, like you're. You look like you're actually putting your oars in the water and paddling, and like I feel like a lot of people in that space have their oars inside the boat and they're just letting themselves get tossed around, and that they can be a maybe a distraction to people who are who do have a direction, who do have a mission. Does, does that? Am I? Yeah, because the cause the space you're in does feel it's it's so liberating and so free, if I if I may, that um, it could. Um, you're clearly a hard worker, and I feel like that space maybe doesn't have a lot of hard workers in it. Being in L.A. helps.
1: The the sort of person that I feel like you're talking about is living anywhere, and just sort of doing mushrooms every day and, and living in the mountains. And and you can't really do that if you live in Los Angeles. And everybody else who lives in Los Angeles is doing big things. So so the the spectrum that you sort of radiate, radiate at when you're living in L.A. is doing something for the world. Whether you're an artist, an entertainer, a crossfitter, whatever you're doing, if you're in L.A., you're, like, doing it at a big scale. So I'm around and friends with all these types of people. So I'm not just, you know sort of sitting. You're
0: somewhere. not just floating in the cloud of bliss. Right. Is that tempting?
1: <sighs> well, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and, and what I should be doing, you know. So Which is Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna maybe get, I am that's in the our clouds. that's <laughs> our that's our mission Non-answers. by the end of this podcast. <laughs> so so um so your family jumps, so you're, 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 you're born in Los Angeles. You moved to Michigan. You have, um, three siblings. Um, you're of, uh, Filipino and German descent, muscle And, um, you're in the fifth grade and you're already, you're already showing some leadership, uh, potential by convincing your family not to exchange gifts. What next? Uh, are you playing any sports then? Hockey three years old you so look like a hockey player
2: <laughs> so I'm not even close i know <laughs> oh, sorry missed that one uh, so that
1: consumed my attention for from three years old till
0: 23 skating and hitting the puck around
1: yeah that was just my number one priority right you like because i started at three i didn't know what life was without this thing that i had to do i had to compete i had to when I got older I had to go hurt people and 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 it's just like this part of life that you think is more important than everything else even because I wasn't in the outside perspective looking and I was in my body and this is all I knew so that, that taught me all my life lessons and, and just how I operate
0: When you say hurt them you mean by beating them at the game or you mean actually physically hurting them?
1: No, eventually you get to a point where one of the efficient ways to beat the other team is to physically make them incapable of playing.
0: So sounds like wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, are you trying? I'm, I'm sure you are trying to hurt them physically, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have sticks and their weapons. So I was the guy in the team that had to do that. Like that, that was my job. The hmm. the enforcer. Yeah. The bruiser. So I was fighting every weekend
0: and getting accolades from it from your teammates yeah I mean
1: uh, fighting in hockey isn't a you don't even really get penalized for it both people in the fight get the same penalty it's only five minutes so the team doesn't even get a man down so I was faster than everybody else for because I think I tried harder the hardest in practice and I wasn't very good so all I knew is that I could be faster than everyone. And then because I was faster than everybody, I had a timing advantage when someone would look over their shoulder and see me, whatever, 15 feet away, they would do a calculation in the head before they got the puck, how soon I would get to them. And Mm -hmm. these things are happening in sports all the time. Right. And, and you make these calculations and you, and they think they're going to turn and get rid of the puck. Well, I would be there to them 15 to 20% faster than they could calculate. And it would just be really easy for me to like that's what I was hoping the whole time is that everyone would miscalculate the timing Hmm. and so I'd catch them off guard and it would end really badly for them so so my job was to hurt people and I actually had to uh, quit playing hockey because of that a couple years ago I went back and played like adult league hockey and I was fighting every game because this is like the, the wiring, just like adults, right? <laughs> but they were, they were picking on me, so they deserved it. I didn't start any fights. I just finished them really quickly. And I had to stop because I was like, okay, this isn't actually who I am anymore. But there was a portion of my life where all I was thinking about was hockey and then what hockey meant to me.
0: So at 23, you said you had to stop because you were fighting. Why did you have to stop? Because you, d- didn't, d- you didn't like it, didn't feel good? At 23, my, my
1: option was continue playing hockey at a professional level or move to California and start fitness. Because if I was that person, I was, I was in the gym all the time to protect my body. So I chose to move to California because I didn't want to just continue. So
0: there was a chance you were going to play professional hockey.
1: Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. Not, the NHL is a big deal but just professional. So the route to the NHL would have probably been for me to play in the minor leagues in USA, then go to Europe, play there, and then maybe if I attain enough skills, come back to the NHL. But that would have – I'm, as the enforcer, not big enough to play in the NHL as that role.
0: Um, How, how tall are you? 5'10". And how much did you weigh back then at 23?
2: Mm. 175 okay yeah
0: so you've always been lean and mean it's
2: definitely not an enforcer in the yeah
0: NHL. <laughs> right are there any were there any other people who looked like you in the nhl or would you say you're asian of asian descent were there any any other uh not in the nhl sorry in, in, just in hockey when you played there in michigan were you the did you look different than all the other players
1: this is interesting because i never knew how i looked i don't look at myself so I don't really know how other people see me. I know I'm not white, but I feel like I don't look any different than a white person. But I know I know that that's not true.
0: Yeah, me too. I never even knew I was short till I went to college. <coughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm short. When? How? How did that even – how did that come about? Because I just, I just remember um, going to college and, like, everyone was tall and I would hear people say stuff like, he's short or, like, it just – it just became that way. Girl, I would see somewhere girls didn't want short guys or just, I was like, Oh shit.
3: It wasn't a thought before. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everyone here is taller than me. It just never, ever hit me until, but then I still see myself as white until I go to the airport and they give me the extra pat down. Then I'm like, nah, you're not white. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And now I think I look like off my but (laughs) I digress. That's a different. I
1: had that same thing when I found out that like my family wasn't so wealthy when I got my driver's license and I started driving to the other malls mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, <laughs> these, these malls look different than the mall I've been going to my whole life. Uh, yeah.
0: So that's, that's like the floors were clean. <laughs> yeah. Like people are probably different. Right. You're like Macy's different not the dollar store. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> Did you grow up poor? I don't want to say that,
1: but, uh, we had financially speaking we had have four kids plywood floors in my house oh yeah my parents are studs
0: man Cute. you're good man uh, you, your mom good. is is smoking look at that wow which one is you on the left You're the curly or on the on on we touch you on the screen yeah that's, a, that's one so my my Amazing. father built our house and then
1: I one. guess we didn't have enough money to finish it or finish the finishing touches. So we had no carpet. We just had plywood floors till I was like 10 or 13 or something. So that was cool cuz we he also built an ice rink in our backyard in the winter times. And so we could walk
3: around the house with nice. our ice
1: skates and we could rollerblade around the house all the time.
3: That's awesome.
0: Um Is he a big dude? No. No. I'm
1: taller than him actually. Oh really?
0: He just looks giant next to your mom.
1: Yeah. I think he's five eight ish and I'm five ten.
0: Do you still have a relationship with your parents? Mm hmm. And yeah. are are they in Michigan? They live in Hawaii.
1: Oh. I just saw everybody a couple months ago. My littlest sister got married in November. Mm.
2: Nice.
1: So we were in Kauai. Yeah, they live in Hawaii now. On mm-hmm.
0: Oahu. So you so 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 you decide to come to California at twenty three? Like I'm not going to keep pursuing hockey, and and mostly because you didn't like the violent violent aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. So you you moved to California. That's 12 years ago. That was in 2006 or five.
1: How did you do that math? Did I tell you that? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) 2006. 2006 California Common Core. And um, and I'm dumb as a box of rocks. So, (laughs) um, careful what you say. If you think that impressed you. Um. (laughs) had you found crossfit yet had you heard of no okay no idea so did you know anyone in california uh i had a friend
1: here my grandma lived here but i just moved like lone shark style with a motorcycle and five pieces of luggage
0: oh i saw your motorcycle is that the rat bike
1: uh that's just the one that I have now. Okay. Just sitting there. But oh. I I moved with a a giant motorcycle. Okay. Um so where was I?
0: 23 years old, came to California.
1: Yeah. So I immediately got distracted by modeling and acting cuz there was I was walking around in motorcycle boots which made me 3 inches taller than I am. <laughs> And, uh everyone thought I should be modeling and acting so it was like a weekly basis somebody would approach me and be like I'm an agent blah 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 and these are real agents like Daniel Hawk like the the agencies that I walked into and had meetings in were the agencies that like represent lindsay Lohan and and like <laughs> like crazy people that yeah legit legitimate people yeah and people you weren't
3: have- seeking this this just came out right
1: but I didn't I didn't realize that acting and modeling is just like everything else. You like have to work at it. And so once I started going on casting calls and realizing that oh, Bob Harford took those pictures.
0: With his Leica?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a conversation with him about that, obviously.
0: About his Leica, yeah. yeah. I remember when he got his Leica. He was so excited. Actually I think he He turned me on to Leica.
1: I don't remember if he took it with that he might have taken it with a really old camera he has
0: and his Leica only takes black and white I think he doesn't okay, he's, so like, he's like he's like he's like a purist did take it yeah yeah oh yeah Leica, Leica. all right <laughs> look at him. he even wrote the, the name of the lens that's a pretty pretty uh, monochrome baller lens he's awesome I've been friends with him since like the, the moment I met him
1: hmm. but uh Anyways, he I doesn't up... like
0: you. He just likes your body. <laughs> <sighs> Exploitation. I'm projecting.
1: I Go eventually on. started a, a gym, uh, personal training people. Or no, I started going to a gym. I was paying, 50... actually to back up even more, a little bit interesting. I have a degree in exercise science and psychology. And... I moved to California just thinking I could start training people with that, and found out that no, you need insurance, and in order to get insurance, you need to be certified personal trainer. So I had to start taking my test. I had to study the material, to take the test, and during that time, uh, I couldn't work. So I was riding around LA in on a motorcycle with a foam roller and a yoga mat in the back in my backpack. And going to people's houses and stretching them out, hmm. uh, like like partner assisted stretches. And how would people get your name? How did how did you Craigslist dating the dating <laughs> section? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I had to do what it takes. I had no help living in L.A., so I would <clears throat> I would post on men for women, women for men, women for women men for men and of Say, course
3: talking about like i will come to your come house and stretch and, and work stretch on mobility your ass
0: out yeah uh <laughs> and this was before i knew anything you didn't use stretch your ass out on no, the men no, for I men didn't. did you I okay didn't. I, didn't.
1: <laughs> I got a few women calling me but it was, yeah it was mostly men and a lot of crazy emails and propositions
0: like dudes just expecting a handjob hey i'll give you 100 bucks for mm-hmm. a few yeah
1: yeah but you eventually learn to decipher Okay. Yeah, guys asking a variety of things.
2: I can only imagine that learning curve.
1: Like, uh, will you train me naked? Will you...
0: What were your boundaries? Where where were your... So nothing's... (laughs) Where would you be like, okay. Uh, Those Uh, underwear, okay. Those underwear, not okay. Those in the front where I can see your penis, not so much.
1: Yeah, uh... I've never done anything
0: hmm, there was zero prostitution involved, yes, okay,
1: yes uh and then any clients I got were uh legit, right, so if there's money exchange it was it was legit, but there is a couple propositions that I almost followed through it was like a few people wanted me to have sex with their wives um and i was really close to going to one couple's place but then i'm young right so i was young and i just got nervous and freaked out before before i went uh so i canceled that
0: that's probably healthy <laughs> to get nervous because i had a friend who did who 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 does do acupuncture and it's led to hmm. some <clears throat> more than needling hmm yeah and I think a lot, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of people do get into personal training for that reason. Probably. You Same know, reason why people become musicians.
1: Or pilots. Yeah.
0: You think pilots are getting So,
1: it? yeah, it's weird. It's always <laughs> in my head because I had a girlfriend who worked in the airline industry and she, she was telling me that pilots are like the dream guy, guy of all the flight attendants. So, so they're like the rock
2: stars wow. of the funny. flight attendants. <laughs> I can see that.
3: Savan's so about to train, change his career.
0: In our office, it's the head of social media. He is just like <laughs> he's the king. We're trying to keep it under wraps for years. Okay, You're so all the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you should see these DMs. I did, um, you know, I did, I did a lot of my career on Craigslist too, basically saying camera for hire. Mm. But I didn't do, I didn't. No one ever propositioned me. I would do like bar mitzvahs and weddings and shit like that. in in clubs and And people used Craigslist ten years ago. Now it's kind of not Craigslist was the only thing around ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did some editing for some porn too. Yeah. Did you? For like two days. It's it's not and I had to quit. So I just immediately quit. You can't you can't do it. Why? (laughs) You just did like just the whole time you just want to get up and go fuck someone. Like you can't like (laughs) He you get any work done. I just quit. Sorry. Just took all the tapes back. Sorry. Go on. I did some Let's underwear talk about modeling offline. also,
1: uh-huh. which is funny because some of those pictures came up a few years ago. Uh, Eric, <laughs> <laughs> I know Castro's seen some. Oh, uh, you think Dave has them in his personal in his personal collection? <laughs> I know he sent them to somebody who I knew, who's then sent them to my friends. Nice. And then I saw them, and I was like, "What the heck?" Do you have? Do you, are you are you friends with Dave Castro? We to, uh, We don't text. We're not on the texting like relationship.
0: Do you have his phone number in your phone? No. Okay. I don't think so. But maybe. Maybe. Have you ever been yelled at him at the games? No. Oh. But Ryan Fisher. But works your friends for me. have. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, it was not a surprise though. Um, sorry, I want to get us back on track. So, so um, twenty three years old, come to California, uh, making a living, um, go, studying to become a trainer, so that you can get your personal training and get your insurance, and in the meantime, doing some stretching. Yeah, and having some cool experiences, interesting experiences. And where are you sleeping at night at this time? Do you have? Did you have a place, a hostel?
1: Uh, at this time. So I lived in like five different places the first six months I lived in LA. I was just staying on people's couches. And then I got my personal training certificate and then I was training at a gym, just paying them $15 a session. And when I was there, I met a guy who was like, hey, do you do you wanna make a few hundred dollars every single day in between your clients? And so then he owned a company I ran a company that sold apartments to USC students. So I ended up being a sales rep for all these apartments, managing like 15 apartment complexes and the maintenance staff and working in the leasing office and doing all basically a full-time job. And before and after, and I had an apartment through that company. And so within that apartment, I put a squat rack and I started training people in, a, in my living room. So I was training people in the morning and at night and then working in the leasing office and doing all those duties in the middle of the day. And I was making $100,000 <laughs> with just my personal training Dang. clients. And still I was working in the middle of the day because all I was focused on was I want my own gym. So hundred grand is good for me just to live on, but I want my own gym. So all the money I was making, I was buying more equipment and moving into bigger apartments and then... Uh, So I moved from one bedroom apartment to a loft where I had the gym in the loft and then I lived in the room and then from there to a two bedroom apartment with the garage and then from there to like a penthouse penthouse loft in downtown LA I think and in that place is when I stumbled across CrossFit. And so I was. I had a gym and, uh, on
0: the internet. Did someone talk to you about it?
1: No. So the girl worked for the airline industry. She lived in Utah, so she took me into CrossFit St. George. I hope that's the right name.
0: And which is the town that Brooke Entz's dad built?
2: Yeah. He oh. Built the entire
1: town. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Interesting. Go on.
1: Really? Yeah. So she took me into there, and I was just thinking, like, wait a minute, this is a gym because it was in a storage unit Mm -hmm. like a warehouse like not much bigger than this room like Mm -hmm. if you just extended this to that wall that's how big it was and then they were talking oh so I went in and did the intro workout and did it faster than anyone who's ever done it in the gym before because I was also just training high intensity
0: and do you remember the workout
1: yeah it was 500 meter row 40 air squats 30 push-ups 20 uh, sit-ups 10 pull-ups it's
0: the standard baseline cross the baseline
1: yeah. and then the next day or two days later I went back and and I did two workouts because the baseline workout for me you know in the beginning you're not really pushing as hard as your work capacity is not up high enough where you feel like you don't you're not working out right mm-hmm. you get you know those 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 beginning clients feel like they need to go to the gym after they do a crossfit workout Mm -hmm. so i was like that at the time so then the next time i went i did two workouts with them one was uh what's the 30 minute cindy we do on the minute minute. Mm -hmm. so i did that in the morning and then came back and then did dt
3: Oh, man. And
1: DT was with 135 <clears throat> pounds, so I
0: scaled. And you already knew how to um, clean? And... No. No, okay. So I never cleaned. So, on. Ah. Never Excuse jerked. me, your gift has arrived. Do you know this book she's bringing in? Hi. Hi. Hey, hey, Haley. You don't think I should give it away? Is that what you're saying? No, I just. Whoa. I call it, right?
1: I've seen this before.
0: Hello, Haley. Hello, Haley. Okay, the, I mean, thank you. Um, I've seen that book before, okay. but I don't have it now. You will. Shortly, you will own this book. Okay. Um, go on. Sorry. So I know it's, you're all excited. You're all salivating. <laughs> mm, um This is Ronnie's gift. I'm going to give it to him uh, before he leaves. We'll talk a little bit about it. Um, so I did DT. Okay. <sighs> yeah.
1: N- don't know what a jerk is. I do. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Anyways, I've seen cleans, but it was really just me wrenching my back up, uh, and then
0: I exploded a testicle. Ooh. <laughs> So, that
3: day yeah. when you did the two workouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so,
0: oh, so sorry. Let me paint this picture a bit. So, <laughs> so you're living in LA, you're working your fucking ass off, you're ambitious as all get out, you managing apartments, you're personal training, you got a, a hot chick who is an airline stewardess who gets you free flights to St. George where you come across CrossFit Gym on your second trip back to St. George. Was she Mormon? Yeah. On your second... You're lucky you didn't get her pregnant with 15 kids. And on your second trip back <laughs> to St. George, you you are doing um, uh, Chelsea in the morning and DT in the evening. And while you're doing DT... So I go home later that day, and she's like, what's...
1: She noticed it. She's like, what's up? And then I was like...
0: Like you guys are hooking up, and she knows something's wrong with your testicle? Yeah,
1: that's the story we can tell. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so... I look down and it's huge, like I don't know. It just I expected more self awareness from you. I don't think anyone should be telling me about my testicle before I notice yeah, it. Yeah, so it's funny when she <laughs> like I got this out, pimple on my back that someone pointed out the other day, and I'm like, yeah, I know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: uh, when she said something, I was like, I actually did notice that like it was like sticking to my leg, but I
2: oh, it was man. just
1: like on my leg more than normal, but I just wasn't processing it. So I looked down. It was huge. Apparently, it was called varicocele, seal, mm-hmm. which basically means all the veins inside there just swelled up. So what it felt like was there was just like a bunch of spaghetti inside my nutsack.
2: Oh Did it hurt? Gosh.
0: No, not really. What do you? Oh my gosh, man! You don't even know what the fuck he's talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, that yeah. sounds gnarly, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> it was like all the veins that are there just I could feel. Does that sound normal to you? No, yeah. like the size of spaghetti.
0: <laughs> Normally, it feels like a meatball, <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. and when it
0: turns to spaghetti, you're like, uh-uh. got it,
3: got it, got it.
1: And uh, yeah, so then I was like, okay, this exercise program is good. Uh, yeah, it has the ability to break me. So <laughs> while are I was- you? Do
0: you think that there was a relationship between doing DT and the spaghetti nut? Yeah, of course. Oh okay. Hold Do you think on. the bar hit you? It not? was his second or... no, 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 day no. doing a
3: CrossFit workout, and he did two super
1: yeah. tough ones. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like thirty rounds of Cindy never doing workouts like that yeah. before. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I did.
0: You get rhabdo Did you pee any chocolate milk? Any Coca Cola?
2: No. Hmm.
3: Spaghetti.
0: Just, just a spaghetti. spaghetti nut. That's that's like next that's level rabdo.
2: It's a horrible visual.
1: So I think that was just like the stress, right? Because with the athletic mindset, I would do anything, right? Okay. So, they also were talking to me about this thing called regionals, and they're asking me if I was going to regionals, and I'm like, "What are you guys talking about? What year is this? Two thousand nine? Okay. Because uh, because they because I because <laughs> the guys showed me kipping pull ups, and then I did them, and then the girls in the gym were like, "Are you going to regionals?" And I'm like, "What is that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's this thing. It's happening next weekend," and the owner was like, "No, he can't go. It's too late." So then the games came on, right? Two thousand nine games, and they're all on CrossFit dot com. And so I just was like, "I'm gonna watch this stuff." And when I was watching the games, because they were just they were they weren't live. I don't think they just had the highlights or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I could feel the heart
3: that was him putting that, that you together do that.
1: okay well here's the full connection right it's full circle when i was watching the games like miko Salo that was that was his year the the adrenaline rush that i was getting while watching it was the same thing that i would get in a hockey fight
3: mm.
1: and i haven't i hadn't felt that in years and so just watching this was stimulating me to a to a point that i was like like I'm doing this mm-hmm. no matter what, right? So I signed up for my CrossFit Level One, and nice. I had a choice. I was like, "Do I get it a... I don't even know what this thing is. I don't know what CrossFit is. I, and I just saw it on the internet, and I signed up for Level One. And this is the horror story that everybody uses is why we like CrossFit affiliates are garbage because they just go to a weekend seminar. But that's literally what I did, and and I don't think it was a horror story, right? Like I didn't know what power clean was or any Olympic lifts. I went to a level one seminar without ever being a member at a CrossFit gym. I went to CrossFit St. George a few times, and that was my experience with a lot of these movements. And I took, I had a cable cross machine. I had like equipment in my current gym that wasn't serving me so i sold all that and i bought a rowing machine and some barbells and a set of olympic plates and all this was really expensive for me so i couldn't afford a crossfit gym membership and all the new equipment but anyways i worked it out and got clients who paid me to teach them things as i was learning them also Mm -hmm. (laughs) and
0: (laughs) you went to your level one in 2009
1: yeah, and five days later, I was granted an affiliate. It was like the same week.
0: And what? And where did you do your L one?
1: Las Vegas.
0: And was Zach Forrest there? No. No. Do you remember who your um, uh, the instructors were?
1: Oh, man, not anymore. One of the guys was a strength, like helping San Diego Josh University. Everett, Josh Everett. Oh. Discussion. No, he was another tall guy.
0: Stefan Roche. Stefan yeah. Very yeah. tall. Stéphane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you... What did you think about those two days? You've been in sports since you've been three years old. You've been moving your body for... Annie Sakamoto was there, I believe, also. 20-some-odd years. Were you just like, holy shit, I've arrived. This is amazing. Or were you like, this is lame. I know all this.
1: No, the, this was the most valuable experience in fitness that I ever had. The level one. And I spent my entire crossfit career telling everybody that. That... I didn't actually need to know how to do a lot of the movements but watching the trainers they were teaching at the level they were teaching us at a level that I'd never seen anybody teach a group of people at mm-hmm. and that's where I was like as the, the I was there as a as a teacher and I was watching master teachers mm-hmm. and it was very stimulating for me
0: I, I want to tell everyone who's listening. I have. Um, I know. I know <clears throat> Ronnie Teasdale through the internet. I don't know him like we're shit. Um, when he came to the regionals two years ago, I bonded with him. I got very focused on his story the three days he was there, and we built. I would say a friendship, all, although short, very quickly over a three day period. <clears throat> and no one. And I've never talked to him about the L one. And the L one was probably one of the most profound experiences I've had in my life in terms of what it did for my movement and, uh, we don't coach anyone before they come in here on the podcast. And it's just great to hear you say that because it's like, it's crazy. I was just talking to Greg Glassman about this last night. It's truly like, I mean, for us, it's, it's an amazing, like life-changing experience, but even like when you have kids, you're going to be able to teach them all of that and pass that down. Mm And it's um, just like, and I've said this before, just like swimming is an inoculation against drowning, CrossFit is sort of an inoculation against um, taking your 0 one against chronic disease and, and having longevity and learning how to move and just taking some really basic rudimentary skills that you're going to carry with you your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to do CrossFit your whole life. It doesn't mean like you, you can even turn your back on CrossFit and say, fuck you. But I'm telling you, those two days are going to be like, wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Would you say that that's fair that about our relationship? And and like and, mm-hmm. and I have only DM'd back and forth with you over the last year. Right. Okay. There was no prep. You didn't even know you were going to be on the podcast when you walked in. <laughs> <me. laughs> you are one of the only people we get a lot of DMs people asking what that is and now that you've been touching it and playing with it on the show people are going to know but okay. no other guest has ever fondled the black rod. I'm really glad you feel comfortable enough touching the black rod. I feel rod. like I want to invest in some stock in that company after
2: this publishes.
0: The black <laughs> rod. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so, so you do your L1 and, and it's so inspiring for you that you're like, fuck this. I'm opening an affiliate. I got to, I got to, I want to share this. This is like the, yeah but you were already on a plan to open a gym anyway. I mean, I already had a version of a gym in your apartment. Yeah.
1: No, this, by this time I was on penthouse level. It was legit. Um, penthouse level in downtown LA and, and so that's another thing is that I already had a functioning gym with clients when I found CrossFit. So going into CrossFit, I wasn't following uh like the dogma of CrossFit because it wasn't necessarily it definitely evolved everything that I was doing, but I was already doing something. Right. So
0: hardcore successful.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't like the end all be all. And then also this is when there's a lot of stuff going on in the CrossFit world, like the Rob Wolf that whole debacle oh, was right. happening right around right. this time, and drama, which is crazy because then I was watching all that, and then he, <coughs> he came back, he came back around a couple of years later, uh, <laughs> and and attacked me. But uh, but anyways,
0: that's no, what he no had to do. reason to attack Ronnie that's Teasdale. That's what he had to do.
1: It was his, is his journey.
0: But uh, he's a humble man. We can all learn from on the unicycle adventure. Do not attack Ronnie Teasdale. <laughs> so, I bet you that mustache took you six years to grow.
1: This is the longest I've ever had my facial hair. Yeah, that- I've been shaving like clean my whole life. How long did that take you to grow? Six months. I oh, think. that's wow! I think that's it's not five or
0: six months. Wow, that's not. It wasn't from this. You've been growing it since that picture. <laughs> I mean, you have the kind of skin that looks like you couldn't grow oh, hair on it. Like, if that. like, do you have armpit hair?
1: I barely. Like I. Oh yeah, that is barely. I started growing armpit hair when I was nineteen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was because I don't have hair or. Wait, what did
0: you you? But you would hit puberty before nineteen, like.
3: Hmm,
1: I don't
0: know <laughs> about that. I think yeah, because I was having sex with girls. But, but the uh, defining characteristic of puberty for me is when you start ejaculating, right? Is that is that accurate? Matt? Okay. Then uh, I hit puberty. I don't know. I,
1: okay. I, I, but I when do you finish puberty? I, told you.
0: So, uh, I don't know. I just think it's like just a moment. Like one day not, you're shooting blanks, and then one day you're shooting stuff, and you're like, "All right, I'm, I hit puberty." I that's like, puberty. I feel like it's like the voice change,
3: <laughs> voice uh, height.
2: Yeah, like you start getting all googly in hair. your body, and you like kind of break out. Like that's so. That's it's like a. It's a. People. It's not a moment. It's
3: a. <laughs> I mean, it's not.
1: It's not it binary. For you, it's a window. Well, I think there is a hit puberty moment. But then it, it's got a finish, right? Oh, just, then I'm still going through it. If I have,
0: if I still get pimples, am I still going through it? Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> the answer is always yes.
0: All right. <laughs> Don't ask questions.
2: Okay. So
0: Five went, days later, you open an affiliate. Yeah,
1: and I went into the CrossFit world, sort of, with a bunch of other people in the CrossFit community. It seemed like was very dogmatic about everything CrossFit was doing. But Mm -hmm. on a daily or weekly basis, I was going to Santa Monica beach and hanging out at like where all the acrobatic people hang out on by the rings and people are doing one arm handstands and doing incredible things that were more incredible than a two minute Fran, right? I'm all a two minute Fran is pretty incredible, but they were still also doing other things other than thrusters and pull ups. So, I always had this other influence because I had respect for circus, arts, and, and all this other stuff.
0: So, parkour, human movement. Yeah. Parkour is amazing.
1: I had parkour classes at my CrossFit gym until someone broke their leg. Uh,
0: <laughs> we, we need to have Ronnie back. We need two podcasts with Ronnie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I just went in with a very open minded viewpoint i I followed main site for six to eight months, and my clients did main site and then I started programming my own stuff and doing my own stuff and
0: and you would scale main mm-hmm. site for beginners, yeah, wow, that's so profound well wow. I, I I'm making fun of people out there who don't realize you can fucking scale mm-hmm. like you know and 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 you could scale for old people
3: mm-hmm.
1: I think so young people <laughs> Whatever, like, I mean. It, worked, it works this both ways. this
0: i'm trying to set up i'm tr- sorry i'm trying to do propaganda with you i should know yeah, better i had a but, good question too and you okay just, sorry go ahead i just say what
2: was what was the intrigue of doing your own programming
1: well it it eventually so the first place i was in we didn't run 400s mm. cuz i lived on the penthouse so we would run 11 flights of stairs mm. like down and up and so that lead me to like okay I have a different sort of gym, and I need to program for the appropriateness of this space mm-hmm. and the equipment I have. And that was really the thing. So we would like run up a flight of stairs and do exercises at every level, you know, instead of it was just little differences like that. But then. I When I first got into CrossFit, I was taking all the seminars. The only big weightlifting seminar, gymnastics seminar, all the, the seminars because I needed to learn this stuff as quickly as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's just
1: how I operate. I knew I wasn't as knowledgeable as I should be. So I was taking lots of seminars. I took my level two seminar like two or three months after taking my level one. And I think only three people passed. In that, that was at the time when level twos were actually a test. Yeah, and three people passed, and I was one of them.
0: Are you smart?
1: Yeah, but it's weird. Um, um I don't think my brain operates functionally because there's a lot of brain damage that's happened through hockey, and then also when I was in fifth grade, I
0: Gave rode up Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rode
1: my bike into a brick wall going like faster than you can ride on a bike because it was going down a hill. Jeez. And uh,
0: Matt did that to his social media account. He ran into a brick wall, but total, total, <laughs> total different story.
3: Were you wearing a helmet? <laughs> no. Whew.
0: So I uh, think that um, – can, can you can, – we're going to take a commercial break. Yeah. Okay. Earn some money, pay our sponsors. Oh, you want to take a break, someone? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we'll be right back so you're taking all the seminars you want you want to know everything there is to know
1: and I don't remember what I was talking about
0: we're just talking about the the, the beginnings of your affiliate you were you uh, the level two only three people passed your class mm-hmm. um,
3: you started taking the gymnastics and the only yeah. courses
0: yeah so
1: then I was on the top level doing Olympic lifting (laughs) and I was shaking the entire building because we were dropping weights on the top floor and I eventually decided that I needed to move so I something I kind of skipped over is that I I use a fair amount of what would be considered magic to operate in this reality so even back then you did that yeah I started at nineteen. Okay. Uh, I started seducing girls on in their dreams. What? <laughs> this is the more interesting stuff than, than, than my gym, but this is CrossFit HQ, so. We um, gotta talk about the gym stuff. I
0: can't wait. Fuck the gym stuff. <laughs> <laughs> at nineteen years old, we're gonna we're the, uh let's go back in time a little bit here, Rocky. Okay. Put your feet up, relax. at 19 you're living in Los Angeles no you're living in Michigan still playing hockey and someone teaches you about magic
1: so just to the reason why I mentioned this is because I was about to talk about how I created uh, the facility that mean streets was in for the majority of the time and that was like a scenario that I just sort of popped into existence But let's go back.
0: I I do want to say one thing for Kara and Matt. Everything he says now, moving forward, about magic and seducing women, Eric will immediately um, become a practitioner of. I'm so fucking scared. (laughs) I don't want you fucking going to Haley's dreams. You hear me, motherfucker? Copy. Copy. Can't you see Matt? Eric's 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 all excited. You just caught him red-handed, too. Okay. (laughs) I'm taking notes right now. So 19 years old, living in Michigan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was going to school for psychology Okay.
1: and exercise science, but psychology was the major, and I was completely fed up with the college experience. I didn't buy any textbooks, so I was just going to class listening to the teachers, passing the test, going home and studying my own psychology. And, of course, at 19, I had a girlfriend at the time, so just I wasn't... Uh,
0: Were you lady killer? Were there a lot of women jogging no, you? No,
1: no, no, no. There are now.
0: Oh, You're I know. <laughs> I could flipped. tell. I could tell. <laughs>
1: Things are flipped. So for the first 12 years of dating, I was, I was in four, three-year-long relationships. And then... Uh, then 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 there's a now. But uh back then, so I just mentioned that I had a girlfriend at the time when I was studying all this stuff and it was purely intellectual, but it worked. And I so instead of buying books and, and reading the stuff the teachers were telling me to read, because by this time, you know, I was into conspiracy theories and just the whole the whole stuff that People eventually get to when they start realizing the stuff they're taught in school is all bullshit so I was going through that when I was in night when I was 19 and I was going home and the, th- the interesting topic for me was male female relationships and, ha- and how psychology because that was my interest also how psychology has to do with that and so I was studying about all of those dynamics and just getting into deeper and deeper and deeper levels and meditating eventually comes up and so I'm starting to do that. Sorry. Who were
0: some of the authors that led you to meditating?
1: Again, I don't
0: know. I mean, was was it more commercial gonna, stuff like Deepak gonna, or I'm was gonna, it more like old no, Krishnamurti, like who? No, so no. like all hey, the people that
1: everybody knows, I don't know these people. I,
0: okay. Was I, it Buddhism?
1: I ended up getting into, not, not at that time. Okay. But I, so like to give you some names, we got Manly P. Hall,
0: uh, just some of the early books. I'm trying to think of like what you – how does that happen? Like someone doesn't just t- all of a sudden turn to meditation. Someone says, hey, have you ever thought of sitting still and watching your thoughts? And you go, huh? And you know what I mean? Like there has to be like a
1: – I know. I'm trying to think. So I was actually into – I was studying out. everything.
0: Wow. I swear to God you should go into acting. You should dump all, everything you're doing. You could be the next Johnny Depp. Look at you.
1: This was right when I first moved to California because this is a throwback.
0: Mm. Ah, throwback hashtag.
1: So this is actually before the penthouse
2: thing. You look like, like
0: Christian Hasoy. You guys know who that is? <laughs> this, this looks th- like it's
2: right in the middle of the penthouse experience. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that is that a modeling picture or that's real? Those are your friends. That's
1: No, this is a modeling picture. It is. But this is like motorcycle I had. Those are some heels
0: okay so 19 mm-hmm. years old you're getting into um, by the way if you're listening to this you got to you got to just switch over to YouTube now and, and see some of these pictures yeah, we are becoming a visual Instagram. podcast <laughs> um, 19 years old you're so, you're so the thing that people can look
1: into is this thing called psychic seduction. psychic seduction and so there is this technique that had a profound impact on me and Bookmarking. <laughs> <laughs> earmuffs Eric (laughs) and what it taught me was several so when you start studying about women you actually like this is just a version of life a pretty important version of not version but it's a pretty important aspect of life so how you are as a person and how you are inside and how you think about yourself these are all important things so when you're studying about these things these are actually it led me down these topics and this particular guy, I don't know if he developed it or what, but it's trademarked, Color Entrainment Technique. So I want to mention what it is before I start talking about I use the version of it, and I don't use it anymore. But at the time, it helped me. What it Color Entrainment Technique does is you meditate your brain to the frequency of the earth. So then you're vibrating at the frequency of the earth. And then from this point, you can access... All the other channels, which is basically everybody and everything on the planet. So if you do this at night, focus on a female friend and go into her sort of
0: I kind of... have to. How check. do you know her color or her frequency? So what happens is you start... Like what if you end up in your sister's I'm gonna frequency? I'm going to give you like
1: the 60 second version of what you're going to do. Okay. So you... you you take the colors of the rainbow or the colors of the chakra uh red orange yellow man i'm trying to think about too many things so i can't even think of this right now what is it red Red, orange yellow yellow, green blue so red orange yellow green blue blue. so you you'd focus for 30 seconds to 60 seconds as on everything in your mind's eye uh the color red So red Corvette with red tires, with red rims, with the red road. You open the trunk and there's a red engine with red oil spilling everywhere. And all of a sudden the Kool-Aid man comes in and he's all red and he's pouring red (laughs) over And you're like, you're just thinking red, 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 30 seconds to a minute. And then you switch to orange and you're just, everything's orange. You're imagining yourself peeling an orange and the inside of the orange is orange and you're eating it. And just everything's orange, orange grass, orange trees, orange sky.
3: Are you orange?
1: Yeah. So you're just you're getting your cuz colors have frequencies. Right? So what you're doing is you're tuning your your resonance to the frequencies of the colors and you're starting closer to where you're just normally operating in waking state and you're taking yourself down to dream state. So you you do this with orange, then you go yellow, then you go green, then you go blue, then you go purple. And by this time you're like really like these perp the the frequencies of these lower colors in this spectrum as i'm considering them lower is is closer to how the earth is is vibrating and then i would imagine myself at the top of 21 stairs and then i walk down the 21 stairs and as i'm walking down it gets blacker and blacker and blacker and blacker and blacker the bottom of the stairs again i'm trying to keep this really short so i'm skipping over well no, you're this is, good you're, this good. Is the main you're thing. good this is the main thing <laughs> you have my attention you're so good. then at the bottom of the stairs of this blackness there's a door and the door could be made of anything but you just imagine a door and you walk through the door and this is you're basically lucid dreaming by hmm. this point and i could tell that this was working because through this process I could feel my eyes going nuts like Mm. just going nuts so for me I felt like I was going into rapid eye movement
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. and uh, my eyes and face would go nuts and uh like sorry,
0: I, hold on one second. Is there are, are you, do you walk yourself through this process? Is there something you listen mm, to that walks you no. through it? So or? you have
1: to remember it. You have to remembering the colors was the difficult part for the okay. beginner. But that's really
0: easy. So you walk yourself through it and just try not to fall asleep during the process? Yeah. Okay.
1: You go into this dream world <laughs> and then you can be flying over mountaintops or On the beach whatever but for me it was always like mountainous area um, very clean green and I was always on the mountaintops and so then you would find said girl there so you wouldn't like you just like a lot of this stuff which I've learned over the last years it's not that complicated whatever you want you just focus on the feeling of that thing so from here you can sexually seduce girl and uh it's real she feels it energetically somehow
0: like brush her hair rub her back walk hold her hands and walk through the grass fly around with her shit like that
1: yeah and then
0: kiss her neck
1: <laughs> keep on going
0: <laughs> does it does it have an, do do you uh is it like a wet dream
1: no no but you do go as far as you want right uh then you come out of it when you, do you ever accidentally
0: did you ever see anyone else while you're doing that oh and it was, uh, sorry I digress no, okay no, I okay yeah, let me finish story. Right. sorry sorry. sorry curious where this is going sorry.
1: so I'm a, I am shy because I think that I'm always thinking about different things than other people are thinking about so I only talk to people that I historically I've only t- back then I only talked to people when I was like kind of like confident that we could vibe and so I really would just go into I wouldn't <clears throat> talk to people ever I would just be really shy so this was my method of attaining girls through like my younger years is I would do this and then they would just come to me in real life in reality they would come to me and approach me and ask for whatever
0: so so you would see someone in a class you've never talked to them before she's three rows over she's there every day she's pretty and then you just like fuck it I want to meet her so then you go into your dream mm-hmm. this, you go into this state this deep meditative state um, you see her on the mountaintop and then four days later you're in class she says um, hi I'm Sally do you have a pencil right just like that and then you just start right the relationship so oh, sorry are you shy Kara yeah. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> I
3: haven't talked for the last hour.
0: No, but but in general, do you, do you But I like the way sh-
3: that you said that. I'm I, I relate to like thinking that I'm thinking something other than other people are. Mm-hmm. So I know what you mean by that.
2: I mean, couldn't you just call it
0: daydreaming?
1: What uh, I
2: would sure. call it
0: paranoia. <laughs> Thinking about a girl that you're interested in? Oh, that. Sorry. That's I thought you were talking about their their shyness. Uh, but you are oh, shy as, a, as a person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. you got to fix your mic, I think, a little bit. Because oh. I think I might There's start talking to you here in a minute. Okay. So this,
1: eventually, you can also use it to affect yourself. So if you're sick, you can open up the earth. Like imagine some sort of hot spring. And then step inside of it. And then just take all of the sickness out of you. Like it's just pulling it out of you in like the form of like, you just see black going into the water and then you step out of it and then close it up. And, and so through this, so this was my portal into like, this was my first, like, whoa, there's a whole nother dimension of what we call reality that like this is real because you, this stuff was working
0: do you tell any of these women later on that hey our relationship started with blah 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 xyz me no you being a part of my practice
1: no so this practice has evolved to me being able to do everything this way hmm. not just women like i'm very good at I don't have to do this thing anymore i feel like i'm just there all the time so if i need or want anything i it just appears in front mm-hmm. of me and this is why i don't work anymore like i just was like all right i don't need a gym anymore because <laughs> whatever i want will be provided for me why work for it and that's how i attained the gym was through this whole thing as i just Every step of the way, everything that I needed was just coming at me. Is that how you... you
3: were thinking you were visualizing it?
1: Yeah, but it's more than a visualization. It's, it's realizing that you, you have control. And so what I'm explaining to you is a very immature 19 year old mindset of like, let's gather up some girls for myself. <laughs> right. Right. I this... mean, it all
2: has to start somewhere, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so through because that's vital to the existence of humanity right men are all men gathering women or women gathering Men. right okay i don't want anyone belittling that activity yeah okay
1: you're right so i just use the word immature it's not really immature
0: is okay though immature is okay yeah i just don't want to belittle immature is underdeveloped
1: right and that eventually developed to all sorts of
0: why didn't you use that to win the regionals
1: well, I, I use didn't... it to get to regionals. Okay. And to me, that's all I really want to do. I'm super injured. So getting to regionals was good enough for me, always. And I don't know if you know or heard stories that I never really trained for CrossFit most of the year. Because, so in this shoulder, I have three torn labrums. In this shoulder, I have three torn labrums. I have an exploded disc uh c7 or c6 one of those that killed the nerve that goes down into this arm so this entire arm is malfunctioning which makes all the overcompensation in this arm like everything hurts in this arm
3: like torn in three different places yeah oh gotcha so six
1: labrum tears And then Yeah, I
0: I was like, he has more labors
1: labors. than me. I was
3: like, I think I have one.
1: (laughs) And then I've got a a dead nerve in this knee, so this quadricep doesn't fire. Like if you look at my quadriceps, my right one is actually way smaller than my left. I'm wearing pants right now, so you can't see. And then just all the overcompensation, my neck pinches my nerve every time I do handstand push-ups. So I didn't really do cross it, which is why you see me doing all this other weird stuff.
0: Um, going back to your, we'll come right back here. Um, the testicle, how did, how did you end up getting that fixed?
1: It just fixed itself.
0: Oh, it did. You just looked it up online and it says this will go away. No,
1: I eventually had to go to a nurse, a care center of some sort. I don't remember. And she was just like, yeah, this is what it is. As long as you don't stress yourself out, it'll go away. So,
0: and, um, both your testicles are back to normal.
1: I mean, I don't have any kids, so I don't. <laughs> right. They're normal enough. Yeah. Are you going to. That <laughs> one's not the pulled. size of a
3: grapefruit anymore. Anyway. Are you
0: going to have kids?
1: I don't think I'm here to have kids, no. Um, However, I will inseminate. I don't think I'm here to raise a family and to be the father. I'm open to providing semen. Uh, my whole version of like the family unit and and the individual household i don't really agree with i i feel like we're we're disconnected from how how humans are sort of supposed to operate
0: have you read herman hesse's siddhartha
1: no but i have it yeah you gotta read that it keeps on coming up
0: yeah you gotta knock someone up if you read that OK, uh, but please be open to the fact of raising the kid because it's so fun, especially when you get older. Oh, my God. I'm ha- I have three kids now. I'm having a blast.
1: Yeah, I'm open. Oh, There'd my be- God. It's like yeah. having a
0: pet monkey. It's amazing. Little, they're your clones. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and I've been biologically like reprogrammed to. It's great.
1: Your story on Instagram with them is always entertaining. Well, thank you. They're getting into everything.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> I wanna, turn, I wanna, turning I wanna... on the oven. Wanna... Little uh, climbers. That's, that's
1: probably not a good job or good, a <laughs> good idea.
0: Um, So so you start this practice at 19, and d- are you scared at, at how well it's working? Do you, f- you ever feel like – um, and, and why don't you tell the women that, that you've met that you use that practice?
1: So I don't use – I didn't use it on all of them just a few throughout the last 15 years, and it's worked every time. However, I don't use it for that, mostly. I was using it to just... Uh, you know, when you have this sort of power, really quickly comes responsibility. And I think that's the greatest thing that I learned was that when you realize you have control of everything, then you start to feel responsible for everything in your life. Everything that's affecting you is no longer something else affecting you. It's And this technique that I'm talking about was just one of the many other philosophies and things that I came across. But once you once you have this control and power, you can't complain about anything ever because you created it. Like, I asked for it. It's here for me, right? So it doesn't matter if...
0: It comes with that realization. Yeah. Are we all doing that and we just don't know it? Yeah. You've just taken more control of it.
1: Well, the only way to have godlike powers is to realize that everything you see is, is happening through you. And so that means no complaining about the president, no complaining about the genocide, no complaining about anything, because it's all happening perfectly as it should, determined by your present state of consciousness. The, uh, there's a lot of bad things happening, right? And it's, it seems like the appropriate thing to do, to complain about and to, to shed light and to say we shouldn't do that, but we're all participating in it. Like this, We are a fractal of everything, like this iPhone that you have an eight-year-old Chinese kid built that thing for you, right? With For like a dollar a month, they're paying them. And so we are the dirty parts of the earth that we look at and we say that's bad. That is us, right? So the things that are happening to us or the things that are happening that seems like that war over there has nothing to do with me. No, it does because (laughs) the parts in your phone or the diamond that you wear on your wedding ring or the crystal that you think is so spiritual that you meditate with like some guy went into a cave probably by force to dig that up in 120 degrees so you can have it and think that you're a spiritual guru with it but we're participating in it all so the way to change the world and everything is to really just focus and hone in on your own self So, yeah, I feel like we're all participating in this hologram of existence. We're all co-creating it at all. And we can prove it by just looking at our stuff. Like we're all wasting everything that we have right now. We all own a whole bunch of stuff and we're using a fraction of it currently. Just like we're just going all over the earth and burning up forests and, and killing animals and doing everything that we do that we say is wasteful. You know, you see the memes on the internet about we're wasting everything. We're we're individually a reflection of that. I kind of just went on some tangent and said some some things that I didn't really explain, but mm-hmm. but the point is, is that the only way to take control of your reality is to realize that you're creating it all, even the bad stuff. Quote bad stuff. There's there's no really such thing as bad. And once you do that it frees you to be the sort of to have the god power in everything
0: is complaining arguing with reality is that the same thing do those
1: so you're when you're complaining you are refusing to see your your participation in reality you're putting it on somebody else who doesn't exist Is that your dog? No, that's my childhood best friend's dog. I was staying at his place last night. Is it a pit bull? I think so.
0: do, you have, do you, <laughs> if if you had a dog, what kind of dog would you have? <laughs> uh, something.
2: It's, it's actually pretty cute. <laughs>
0: the dog wants in on it.
3: He's like, what are you doing?
0: Oh,
2: hey, watch out.
0: We're looking at we're looking at <laughs> Ronnie's Instagram.
1: So wolves actually find a lot of information through the breath, which I thought about after I posted this video.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, he's really trying to get in there.
2: And the dog's name is Bogart.
0: Yeah. I heard that you do that instead of brush your teeth. You let that dog lick your teeth. <laughs> right? Oh. I heard you do that instead of flossing.
2: Uh,
0: is this practice of yours in any way um dangerous? So so uh for your own being. I
1: know that there's been a lot of people throughout history that talk about similar things and lead mass suicides. And, like, they're all saying the same thing. Uh, And even kids that shoot up schools say similar things also. And I think these people chose to go a route where they're rejecting the system that they're sort of forced to be in. And so they, they want out and, uh, so it can be dangerous because we're all forced to be living in a, in the old paradigm that was set up hundreds of years ago. And we're all of a different consciousness now because, because our consciousness, it evolves. Like humans weren't always able to think about themselves as separate from each other right like there was a point where man was in the forest and he thought the forest was like his right arm right and if he needed medicine or nourishment he would reach out and the forest would provide for him if he needed answers he would meditate and go into the forest and there was a version of ourselves where we didn't see the the relationship of separateness and then we evolved in consciousness just like a baby does if you have children so it's st- through studying psychology there's a point where the infant doesn't know the difference between itself and its parents and it thinks when its parents feeds them it's the same thing as it feeding itself so it needs to, it tries to figure out how to manipulate like how do I get those things to put food in my mouth so it does things like crying and then when you feed it it's like okay I need to cry to get food or whatever signals it does But, and then they reach an age where they realize they're separate from their environment. And this is like around the age of two when they start throwing everything around because they're like, they realize they can manipulate the thing that's different than them, which is their reality. So man has gone through a similar consciousness and we've been shifting our levels of consciousness for, throughout this whole time. Uh, we went from like no separation to believing we are separate to manipulating the environment and using it. And this is kind of where we are right now. Right. And, and this is all good because right now we're in a very individualized sort of like very strong, independent beings. And, and, and that's our nature. That's how all the system was set up in the Western world and in the capitalism sort of world, the masculine dominated world, uh, we're very strong individual units. And that's good because that's gonna serve us for the next stage of consciousness when we all start collaborating together. The next stage of the ascended version of ourselves is a collaborative effort of the individual component. So all the war and all the dominating aspects that, that we've seen, ourselves do to each other is going to serve us when we start collaborating because we've developed technology. We've developed things that are going to help us collaborate better. So through our individualism, we will now be a bunch of beings on the planet that will collaborate together. And this is the ascended version of consciousness, and this is already happening. So that phone back to the phone, the internet is a web. So we have now a, a global collective consciousness. As a doctor learns something in New Delhi or wherever in the world, we can be learning it at the same exact time. And we explain that story to ourselves with technology. We say, Oh, it's coming through the phone and someone invented the phone. So it's making it happen. This is how I'm receiving this information. But we take the story of technology out of it. We have like, we're a individual entity here learning the same thing that somebody's learning on the other side of the planet. This is this is, the new human, and we have access to these powers.
0: It's the old human too, though. It's always been like that, hasn't it? It's just people becoming aware of it.
1: So we've chosen to separate ourselves from that, right? If you go into tribes, they have the same abilities. They telecommunicate with themselves, just like we send text messages to somebody. If somebody in their tribe is stuck under a log at the waterfall they like the rest of the tribe will know that they just tune in and get that message uh so yeah it's this is happening
0: do you do you um do you roll with people who have the same practice as you yeah
1: and i love talking to people that don't i was just talking to a spacex i had a debate with a SpaceX rocket engineer a week before that Falcon Heavy launched. So he was like, in seven days, this four rockets is gonna launch a Tesla into outer space. And he's one of the guys that built the engines. And this is like the smartest 23-year-old kid I've ever met in my life. And he was highly, highly solid in science, the scientific mindset. And so when I was talking about this stuff, he would argue with me. And he would argue with why I was saying was wrong, and I would respond with, "I agree with you, also." Like everything he was saying to me, I was agreeing with, and and fitting his arguments into, like this is how I see what you're the exact same thing you're seeing saying. This is how I see that, and then he would argue something else, and I would agree with him, and it was just like because he was 23, right? So he knows a lot about science because he has to. He put stuff in the outer space, but like I was saying earlier, reality has many different windows to look at it through. So what is right on this version of reality is is also right in different ways through many other windows. It, it's, it's,
0: it, it, I find it hard that anyone could argue with anything you're saying unless they unless they were a practitioner. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you're saying, hey, go down to the end of that dark cave right there and there'll be a glass of water and everyone's like, no, there's not, no, there's not. It's like, hey, we don't have to argue it. Just go down there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like we're standing at the front of the cave arguing. There's no point in standing at the front of the cave and arguing. That's, just go down there. I was already down there. I drank from yeah. the water. You're welcome to go down there. It's all good.
1: I mean, you just—that's mm-hmm. how most of my conversations go. Yeah. But a lot of people listen. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, uh, I'm creating a reality where a lot of people enjoy. This Eric conversation. is listening.
0: <laughs> this. <clears throat> are you still practicing CrossFit no you're not so uh, I'm 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 uh... don't you miss the intensity the sweat the 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 meditative heavy breathing the
1: so there's one thing that my body doesn't feel good because I went into CrossFit with a bunch of injuries that i didn't pay attention to so i made them worse
0: oh right okay from 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 super high level hockey fighting and
1: and just not just thing everything that happened to me like we didn't i didn't go get anything checked out and so like the sprained ankles i got when i was a kid just developed into malfunctions in my legs and Mm -hmm. so and i still like if I went to go see physical therapists, they would take a year probably to work on me. Just everything is sort of out of alignment. The Do I still practice CrossFit? That's an interesting question because CrossFit
0: is... is he said it's an interesting question. That's
2: close. Oh, God. I thought it was like tapping on the mic or something. Like yelling at Paramesh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on.
1: The... Uh, the whole concept of CrossFit is to evolve yourself in in as many different aspects of fitness as possible, right? So that you are the the most capable specimen to perform whatever you need to perform on any given day and
0: let just, your DNA yeah, represent.
1: Yeah, just constantly varying everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so very early on I went to slacklining and then because I didn't want to get one percent better at doing a thruster when i've already done hundreds or thousands of thrusters
0: makes sense got it
1: so why don't i start brushing my teeth with my left hand because i'm very bad at that like right. why am i going to spend a year trying
0: have you ever hurt yourself doing that doing what brushing your teeth with your left hand i uh, dabble in uh, that it's fucking dangerous like yeah like you stab <laughs> <laughs> your teeth. it's yeah, fucking dangerous like the way that yeah. the head of the brush yeah that shit's no, no joke. joke it's just yeah. slower yeah yeah, well, that's because you have a brain. <laughs> when you're like me, you think you pick it up with your left hand. You think you're gonna do it just as fast with your right hand, and shit can go wrong. You just jab yourself. Yeah, I've,
1: I've, yeah, I've drawn blood.
0: Yeah, using your left hand.
1: Because it gets to the point where like, all right, I just need to think that I'm as good with it as, but I actually only brush my teeth with my left hand now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just an example of how like through the CrossFit philosophy, it almost took me outside of fitness hmm. because now like really I, I've i been to regionals like six times. I, I don't need to do that stuff anymore. I'm already one of the best and why continue doing something you're already good at? So now I'm outside of the realms of fitness and I'm like even – so the left-handed things, one thing, uh, and I'm, I've also attained the ability to just intend myself to be fit before I was intending myself to be competitive and cross Cause I owned a gym. So I was just intending to get to regionals and that's what happened a lot. Uh, always a shock to me. I didn't know how I was even getting to regionals, uh, cause I never trained for it. And I had people who worked for me, like, Fisher used to work for me and he would accuse me of going to the gym at midnight and working out and training because he, he, he said I would never work out or I would tell him I would, I would never work out. And he would be like, dude, you're
0: so on point. Have you seen, have you read stranger in a strange land? Yes.
1: Okay. okay. So my, my core group of friends were the, we call each other the water brothers. Okay. So, <laughs> this is one of my favorite books
0: I want to tell you one more thing before we get on there When you were in the 5th grade you ran your bicycle into a wall
1: Yeah
0: And you did some head damage uh-huh. What was that head damage? So Did you have a subdermal? Did, did I was you have,
3: like you guys are like twins Did, did
0: you have a subdermal? Yeah did you know that I, I crashed my bike at 7 And I spent some time in the hospital
1: No but I think I have uh, You
0: didn't get into my dreams last night did you? No. <laughs> I don't want you in there Ronnie I want to see you on the mountaintop
1: if they told my parents what happened to me, mm-hmm. they didn't make it known to me. I, I never asked okay. what exactly happened. However, I do have ish- – I have to pay really close attention to my testosterone levels. So I have to do everything in my life to maximize testosterone efficiency because I think that that rattled the, the mechanism that
0: – Hypothalamus.
3: I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, that's one of them. The hypothalamus controls everything. It goes hypothalamus pituitary gland and
3: that releases but, the testosterone.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's that. I think it's the mechanism that comes back to tell the brain like, "Hey, we need more. That's not working." Hmm. Because I went and got checked before across it and they're like, "Yeah, you have the amount of testosterone that a 70-year-old male had and this was when I was like 24." So that always made me be as healthy as possible. Like I don't eat soy. Grapefruit is actually something I don't really consume because it uh, increases estrogen. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Maybe it just holds in more estrogen. I don't know. But it just just tastes like it tastes tastes like
0: ass. I love grapefruit.
2: Of course you do. Uh, Grapefruit (laughs) sucks.
0: What?
1: It's (laughs)
2: it's in a coli rich environment. That's okay. not grapefruit. That's like so. I, I think <laughs> that's a, a, I think <laughs> there's some
1: brain thing. And then to me- not to mention that every time I'm thinking about something, I don't. When I talk, I don't know what the end of the sentence is going to look like and i go into tangents a lot because i think that hmm. the the wiring isn't stable and it's just sort of like firing in all directions
0: god that resonates with me i have that but i don't think it's any, i don't think it's like that at all i think it's cuz i'm a fucking mad genius who lives in the present and just <laughs> pulling shit down from the ether yeah <laughs> but water boys uh-huh. strange stranger in a strange land the, the, um, water the, brothers water brothers did you did you this this um in- i need to
1: mention the water brothers by the way so we got matt donnie and powers so these are my three homies
0: is it matt powers
1: no it's timothy powers uh so powers is his own person and then there's donnie and matt
0: earlier i offered you a cup of coffee and you said you hadn't um You've only had like five cups of coffee in your whole life, mm-hmm. so you're you're on the straight and narrow.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty disciplined just by nature. I always just wanted to follow the rules, and then so is so, and I did. I was very good at following the rules, and then it, and then it was like massive disappointment after massive disappointment of what following the rules rules gets you. And so then I started making my own rules.
0: Are you vegetarian?
1: No, but I've been vegetarian for. I was vegetarian most of last year, just, just to do it, and then I was vegetarian ten years ago, vegan, raw vegan, ten years ago for like a year. Also, it's it's wow. nothing's dogmatic though. So I just eat the best stuff for me. So anything that I consume, so I norm I never drink this stuff, but. I didn't see any regular water, and I was thirsty. Uh,
0: we don't drink any regular water here. The uh, we have a filter. Still water? What's that?
1: <laughs> the uh, yeah. So I just everything I consume is good for me.
0: Will you ever go a whole day without spending money, without exchange of currency? Yeah. You do. You, you know, you, most people don't.
1: I actually the. I don't think
0: I do. I, I think I spend money every day. Oh, I I try
2: to go at least four or five days every week (laughs) (laughs) that's just because i'm cheap yeah yeah that's
0: good that's good the human it's a a great it's a great practice yes to to try to go without exchanging currency
1: money for me it's i don't think about it as anything really tangible like for me i'm not because if you, you think about it i moved to california and all i did was work out for 10 years and then i ate whatever i wanted bought whatever car i wanted did whatever i wanted went on vacation whenever i wanted the money thing like money equals this thing didn't it that i didn't insert that into the program i was doing what i wanted and then doing what i wanted <laughs> it wasn't doing what i wanted to get money to do what i wanted it was just mm-hmm. i was always just doing what i wanted mm-hmm. so i have this weird relationship with money i'll spend like I don't calculate or compute. Like, I'll spend $80 on a. Never mind, I don't want anyone hating me for how much money I would spend on something little, but. uh, Tell us. So, I was going to say a pair of fingernail clippers.
0: Uh, Hey, I would too. (laughs) Yeah, you would. I love fingernail clippers, they're amazing. I, you know, I, I'll go on Amazon, type in fingernail clippers, rank them from highest to lowest, and the most expensive one will be like twelve dollars. I'll be like, no, I need fingernail it needs clippers. Anymore. Yeah, because I just, this is a, this is the go tool to of Germany. tools. Okay. Germany. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, simple things <laughs> like that, are like a, a, are a really nice stapler. hmm Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, for me, yeah, look at look at this nonsense. Two hundred dollars. Oh wow, wow. Well, this oh, is a pack, pack of, of two hundred eighty. Oh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. I ones Um, Ronnie, there's a million, there's a million doors you've opened where I should be asking follow-up questions, like, like, um, about your gym, um, how you pay your rent. I mean, there's some just some incredible follow-up questions yeah, that that we were just that,
1: talking about CrossFit. Let me give you an example of. Uh, just like manifesting things into reality. Okay. So I wasn't working... So I closed down Mean Streets. <laughs> I had two CrossFit affiliates, Mean Streets and Smiley Streets. Smiley Streets, I closed down after I was living in one of my clients, which is also a manifestation. I was living in one of my clients' houses at the top of the Hollywood Hills. It was beautiful. It had, And I was living there all alone. He basically just gave me the house right before he sold it. And so I was living... My dream right I had I just walked into the Lexus dealership and said give me the nicest car here and was able to buy it and then a few months later I was living at the house at the top of the hills with a pool that I could heat up to 103 degrees like it was like a hot tub pool and you know just the life I didn't really have to work girls whatever every friends everything was health perfect yeah Everything was perfect. And I was in this house with two gyms, right? I had two gyms. uh, and I was just like this is Yeah, this isn't worth it. I don't wanna continue working as much as I'm working to attain this. This this So you saw
0: the gyms as work.
1: Yeah, at by this time. So well Yeah. So I was seeing the route to get to this house, which I thought was my goal as more work that I didn't want to do. And so this experience made me just like start separating. So I closed down Smiley streets like six months before the lease was even up I just closed it down and then just traveled for a year, basically two years. So that was
0: three or four and years mean, and, and, and you left Mean Streets to your people to run.
1: Yeah. And then eventually Mean Streets closed, which is a whole background story that We'd just be wasting our time why and how that closed but essentially i doubt
0: that but it's another podcast yeah I yeah
1: think. essentially i created my gym's closing and i haven't i didn't really work out all of
0: do you still pay the affiliate fees or last you, year or no, you, so, no so the name's free i could get mean streets yeah okay <laughs> making out of that too i'd like to get that i feel like eric's <laughs> already snagged it yeah <laughs> Eric's going to just get. Hey, that, I'll tell that, you that, next week. Hey, that path that you've laid, if you hear footsteps behind you when you leave here, that's Eric. He's opening a gym, start focusing on colors.
1: Buying a Lexus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, Eric's addicted to the stock market. He ain't, he ain't following your path. Okay.
1: How is the stock market doing right now? Pretty bad. Yeah. Because things are changing. I'll welcome you when you come to the other
2: side. All right so uh you gotta focus your energy a little bit harder on those reds
0: eric okay <laughs> um the maybe the greens so, so 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 means you're traveling for two mean streets closes you've been traveling for two years no no no. that was that was
1: while i saw the gyms but anyways i closed the gym and then i've just been not working out like at all last year i was just in bed reading all day long well
0: i follow you on instagram you've been riding your unicycle yeah these been- are
1: these are just posts man
0: like like you slack line Greg Glassman says some amazing stuff about the slack line he says it's not the slack line that's shaking it's you that's shaking
1: yeah the rope's that, not moving
0: yeah it's great isn't it yeah the uh um scroll down there's there's one there's one in here that Matt needs to see before I wrap this up because I gotta wrap this up but scroll scroll mm-hmm. down a little bit you know what I'm talking about Matt can't wait to learn I think I do but i one double check uh no no it's um it's like six posts to go or seven posts to go. wow oh, is that fucking for line. real are you wearing Vibrams? I wore those for a few years solely. Uh,
1: and they're good unicycling shoes. This um. is why I was wearing them all the time.
0: Um, can you go back to the main Instagram?
3: Great jean shorts.
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck. We didn't even get to the jorts, motherfucker.
3: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Still time.
0: We talked about deep shit. We should be talking about superficial shit. Um, keep going. There it is. You see it. You see it.
2: Oh, my You gosh. see it. <laughs> That doesn't offend me in any way. Um, so, so I see
1: I missed some of it now that the screen's so big. <laughs>
0: oh, your scrotum is dangling <laughs> below. Yeah, it looks like it's recovered from. No one's reported you. So, so what what is going on in this picture?
3: What is going on in this picture?
0: So remember earlier I said I I I didn't work out
1: and I was still able to compete after a while i had to start a, i had to figure out why that is and i was i was through all my research i found out that there's more efficient ways to get fit than being in a gym
0: and you had low testosterone right what a fucking so complete slap in the face to everyone is juicing
1: so the sun earth air and water and if you want to add ether into that you can add ether into that but these are is that this stuff it's the yeah or like the spiritual realm. The the non-physical stuff that the physical reality sort of resides in.
0: The uh have you heard how Eckhart Tolle describes it?
1: So yeah, I mean these really famous people just for some reason I never read their I have some Eckhart Tolle books but I'm I'm just like busy reading this like other side yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw
0: your books. I never heard of your books. I got to get them. But he says it's it's not nothing, it's no thing. Mm-hmm. I just really like that.
1: Yeah, I like mm. I like. Those okay, patterns.
0: so sorry. Back to the pineapple your <clears throat> and your balls. So, eggplant. So eggplant.
1: When I started doing all the research, I realized that the things that I was naturally doing, like being outside at the beach and just on the earth and just like relaxing, these things were actually making me fit enough to make it to CrossFit regionals because I promise you I wasn't training and and I would just somehow do the open well enough to get to regionals and then i would go to regionals and participate and have fun and it's because I do this so what I'm doing here is I'm at hot springs and I covered myself in mud because and naked of course because all the stuff that we do the lights like these lights are the same thing as eating fast food Are you fucking
0: kidding me? These are expensive.
1: Right, but they're not the same as the sun.
0: Right, don't say like they're fast food though, please. Jesus.
1: So like the sun is...
0: How do you think we should do the show? You think I should just open up the windows?
1: We should do it outside. We should also have vitamin
3: D supplements.
1: Well, the sun... So I sun gaze every morning. I've been up since 4.30. You sun gaze? I went... I drove down here from Healdsburg to to make sure that I got to a place to look directly at the sun for 33 minutes. That's bad for your eyes. So you think. Right.
0: My mom told me.
1: Right. Because it's probably good for you. Everything that they, in quotes, tell you is bad for you. There's a massive campaign against the sun. Massive. And there's a reason for that. They don't want us powerful, right? So the sun isn't just for seeing. That's what everyone thinks. The sun... I even don't think it's a burning ball of gas in the sky. Uh-oh, I, uh-oh, uh-oh. This is like we've been wrong about the sun throughout all of history. and
0: we, What do you think it is? You think it's it's a sentient being? Yes, and
1: yes, I do. But that's a little bit maybe too outside the realm of, of acceptance okay. for the audience here. <laughs> okay. So the more acceptable version would be that I think about it more as electricity, mm-hmm. which we don't like it's an electric node Mm -hmm. that's connected to all the other stars in the galaxy and the light that's flowing through these stars is more like the the force of life that we call God or Chi or or whatever that we call this thing that makes us all up this this uh, I'm getting distracted by these pictures This, uh, (laughs)
0: yeah, (laughs) so this is it.
1: This is it. Like the star light is like this spectrum of energy that's coming off of our sun is what makes us all up. This is why we eat, right? We're eating the light that's in the vegetables. The vegetables hold the light and they combine it with earth, water, and air. Mm -hmm. This is like everything that we do is about light, earth, water, air, and so if you focus on those things, you can become superhuman, like superhuman. And just because we're in across a building, this is how I can just intend myself to be fit. So, yeah, I'd love to talk about the sun, but it's a long conversation.
2: Wait, what was a sentient being? Explain what, what a sentient being is.
1: Like it's conscious. Yeah. So it's alive.
2: I mean, I would argue the sun is alive. It's a living thing. I don't know if I... And
1: it's aware making...
2: It has
0: awareness, I oh, guess. Like, yeah.
2: like it has a cognitive space. Like it's making decisions.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, that would make the assumption you're making decisions. Yeah, it's it has a, to that's be... a
1: human... Yes, but the non-human version of what that means. Because from a human standpoint, we make decisions. And mm-hmm. that's what consciousness is. But it's not really what consciousness is. Like plants are conscious and they're not... They are making decisions, but differently than us. And people
0: aren't really making decisions. They think they're making decisions to delude themselves. I'm trying to walk down the cave right now. Different kind of awareness. Trying my hardest. Right? Yeah. Don't tell me I'm right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell
2: me. (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, I think that
1: humans, in the version that we are right now, like the mammalian human, Mm -hmm. is just the natural progression of life. And that's dictated by light. So our star has planets. And on this particular planet, we have, there is a race existing on the surface that is sort of made from a uh, mixture of alien DNA and extraterrestrial DNA and the mammals that were here, right? That's what all the religions say, right? They came down from the heavens and blah, 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 made Adam and Eve to be their slaves. Uh, And... And I think that the human being takes this form around every star, right? So on different planets, we might have insectoid humans or avian humans fish
0: humans I I, I read this book one time I can't remember what it is it's a massive book and it's a whole fucking cosmology of the universe but it basically says that aliens are um, harving us the same way we harvest cows Mm -hmm. but they're harvesting energy off of us Mm -hmm. and that's and they do that in the form of energy so that when we when we're uh, emotion so that when we have emotion we expel energy and that the aliens are harvesting it. it and there's a group of people who believe this have you heard this?
1: I mean this is what are they? this is a version of any truth that you would say like you you can take the construct of what you just said, break it down to its like components, and, and then and get what Christianity. Anybody says is the same thing as that. Hmm. Yeah, you can get Christianity out of that.
0: We're going to wrap up here, but before we wrap up to one final question: Why did you come here besides the fact that I begged you?
1: what does that mean?
0: I mean, I sent you like three or four DMS. Yeah. And I was like, just like bugging you over the last year. Hey, come on in, come on in. And like, I mean, you got you're do, you're, you're doing shit. You got shit to do. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't really
1: like, have explanations for the things that I do. I just read, read my reality. And it, it worked out that I was getting really excited to come here and see you. And when that sort of feeling starts popping up, that energetic cord, gets in alignment with this reality that we are in right now then I just follow that
0: so it's the excitement that I followed did so. you enjoy this Kara yes did you enjoy this Matt? yeah you're not gonna like we walk out and be like that weird motherfucker what though no, no, I, no I felt no. a little
2: I felt a bit disconnected uh in the beginning but maybe the last two-thirds of it I've thoroughly enjoyed yeah we should just delete cut off the beginning <laughs> what <laughs> why i've been telling him it lately it's like slow roll we just like it just
0: so really you to get into it you yeah, gotta just start let's take, going though um, That's i think the I conversation th- people starts to evolve. and people like the, the 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 gross things by gross i mean like the like where are you from um what ethnicity are you it's it's a there's
1: I would some agree with that. there's some i mean there's some
0: truth there's some
1: the deeper stuff
0: all right eric edit that out eric did you enjoy that. this i did um, Eric, Eric's got a blueprint for life. It, I, I would, l- I'd love to have you back. I don't believe that you don't work out. I was um, just saying I, <laughs>
1: we should delete the first part because so we can just add more onto.
0: Oh, just keep mm, talking.
1: But we don't have to do that. No, I'm just. I,
0: I, we'll keep it. Then we'll do a part two. We would definitely week. do a part two. So I had something that was, we've uh, we've been parading a lot of Christians through here, and they have something called Jesus Punch, and um, I had some sort of punch awakening and um so someone gave me this book and it was like holy crap and it was just an amazing book and i like it because it has a lot of pictures mm-hmm. i'm a picture guy so i wanted to gift it to you this is i've it's been sort of like something i've
1: a i love recent this awakening because i was somewhere where my, somebody had this in and, my
0: like 22 or 23
1: okay.
0: um I, ne- I never uh i looked for an explanation for many years and i never i never got an explanation so this
1: is why i came here uh-huh. <laughs> so it was go. for the Lacroix. The... It was so, for the Lacroix. So I I'll let you finish what you're just saying, but I'm I done. I
0: I don't want anyone knowing that shit about me.
1: This book I really liked when I was looking at it. It was a few, within the last few weeks and I was like I really want this book. I really want this book. Mm. And I buy books all the time. But there's something that I do which is like there's something there's certain things that I know will just come to me. So I don't try for them. And this book was one of those things. Really? Yeah. I was just looking at it and I was just like, I really want it. And then I stopped there. I don't think in my head I'm going to make this exist, but I know I didn't act on getting it because it was going to come to me anyways. Uh,
2: So
0: I think the world is like that for everyone. You've just become aware of it.
3: I agree with that. Definitely. Definitely.
2: Well I mean it's it's a kind of a common adage, right? If you want something attract that thing to you. I mean that's that's just my 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 way of looking at what I think is your approach. Ronnie, thank you. Thank you guys.